welcome to the first episode of Card Culture. Um, I'm Kevin, also known as Welcome, Kingstone Welcome Cards. And uh, here with me is... Oh, we, we're doing the Instagram thing too. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Dan, also known as Matter Sports Cards, with the at symbol before it. The at symbol. What is the at symbol called? I know an amber, ampersand is the and symbol. What's an at symbol? Um, a curly A. I don't know. Oh, okay, curly A's. That makes curly sense. A. What are we talking about today, Kevin? I think we are going to talk about, well, I think the whole reason we wanted to do this podcast was to talk about um, the intersection of, um, of cards and um, across all the sports and then just the intersecting of culture um, with, with a bunch of sneaker guys coming into the card market and the, the card market kind of expanding into other areas of, of pop culture. Um, we just thought it'd be fun to, uh, talk about how those things are intersecting and, um, yeah, just have fun. God knows there's plenty of investing. This is the, the nerd. God knows there's plenty of investing podcasts yes. out there. We don't really want to do that. Uh, we just want to talk about what's going on. No, in- I, I'm going through every day. The price increases. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that these are the types of things we talk about anyway in our, our group messages and just like our, our day-to-day conversations. So I think putting it in podcast form just so someone else, I mean, and by someone else, I mean literally the two people who will probably listen can, yeah. uh, can feel like they're not alone, you know? It's about creating community. Yeah. So what's our question today? What are, we, what are we looking at? We are diving into the Ben Baller Tops Chrome set and everything surrounding that, where we think it came from, uh, Tops Project 2020, and then just what we, what we see coming after that and... Um, yeah, basically every, everything around that that set coming out, which I think is set to be shipped in a couple days here. So should be fun, at least at time of recording. And yeah, and we both were fortunate enough, the way, the way that Tops did it, unless you were a Montgomery Club member, they had a lottery and we both entered the lottery and we, we were selected. There's a group of five of us, shout out to the Zeke crew. Woo-hoo. And all of us entered the lottery, but sadly... Two of us did not win, but those two were not Kevin or we won Kevin. <laughs> both <Yay>. got boxes. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk, I, I think kind of wrap it up with a, a decision, maybe not a, a set in stone, set in limestone, if you will, decision, but what, what our plan is with our own boxes. But let's start with uh, Project 2020. And we don't need to dive into it too much because there's a ton of content out there. But Project 2020 was this interesting uh, melding of culture and cards. And obviously that's what we're talking about here, but it was something where it went baseball cards and sports cards in general, at least the past few years have kind of slowly crept to the forefront of pop culture. And now you have with project 2020, literally it's, it's blending pop culture and the, the card culture and something that, uh, we saw just, it it blew up about two months ago and it's it's really died down quite a bit since then but ben baller was one of the the premier cards he's a he's a jewelry maker right yeah isn't that what he does yep he makes bling and and he was already and big he, with he him, has like, these... he was already big in like the the music scene and i mean even mr cartoon is another one of the artists that was big into the music scene he's he tattoos um and so it, it's these guys that that are are big artists outside of um their their actual art form but are are embraced by other parts of pop culture and now they're kind of getting into sports cards as well so 
um, it was definitely interesting to see. And yeah, it, uh, I think ESPN picked up the story on it and that's when that, um, yeah. which, which Griffey jr. Was like the 99,000 print run. Um, I think it was the Keith Shore. Uh, I, yeah. I, Rochester maybe. No, that was yeah. the trout. Yeah. Who was yeah. the Keith Shore? Keith, yeah, I think it was the Keith Shore Griffey where yeah, 99,000 print run. And man, I knew some breakers that, that bought like thousands upon thousands of those cards thinking that they were um and you know how many they probably still have they still have thousands, thousands upon thousands of those cards thousands and it's like they try to give them away i, I actually like, yeah i mean the, yeah no no i actually what they're best for is they they come with that little black like little envelope which are great for shipping cards so for nothing else yes. they have thousands of nice envelopes to put cards in <laughs> yeah. but no i i think we both we both were into and not were as in past tense. Like I think the idea of Project Twenty Twenty is really cool. I think where it got carried away was the whole investor mindset, and we we aren't going to talk about investing too much. But I think that so many people are just viewing cards and the hobby as just an additional like four hundred one k or IPO. It's something they can like sink their teeth into, and, and it's like a get rich quick scheme for some people, and it's working for some people, but for a majority of people they get caught in the trap of buying thousands of project 2020 cards, hoping to, to make money. And I think that honestly soured some people to project 2020. Like the, it was something that was this novel concept that blew up. And then I think on this side of it, I haven't looked at print runs recently. I'll actually try and pull them up. Well, I, th- I think um, they're hovering between I, like 10 and 20,000 somewhere in there. I still think it's, it's, going to be a um an industry changing set um i think this i mean my whole thing if you're trying to invest and you see something posted on espn you missed it like that that's gonna draw everyone in it's it's those early print run cards i think the the first trial was only like a print run of 2700 I think those are going to maintain and those value. still have a lot of value. Yeah. And I think that, that once this is all over, um, you'll have, uh, if you have the complete player set, there's definitely going to be value there. If you have a complete artist set, there's definitely going to be value there. Um, but I think regardless that this is going to be something that, that changes the industry, regardless of, of high value, low value, whatever. It's just that, that combining of, of two different cultures. I mean, there's some of the artists now that are, are doing their own cards. They're doing um, basketball cards. I, Jason Tatum is doing um, a collaboration with one of the artists coming out I with autograph cards. Um, I think it's just going to continue. I, I would be shocked if Panini doesn't jump on the train with uh with the licenses they have. Um, and it, it, they're going to do like the, the, they're going to do a uh, redemption card. So you'll get your Panini <laughs> artist collaborations in about 15 years. Yes. Yes. It'll be these posthumous artist collaborations. <laughs> I, I'm actually looking at the print runs right now and it's pretty interesting. Uh, some of like, I'm looking at a, a Ripken, well, let, let's see, uh, this Tony Gwynn project 2020 card number 225. it's print run was 2,666. So a lot of these are actually below 3000. Some of these recent ones, the McGuire that came out last week, the print run was 2793. What was Mariano the last Rivera trout? last week? The last trout was probably going to be a lot. Let me see. Uh, the last trout was the, uh, F dot. And the print run was below 10,000. It was 9,000. Yeah. 
739. And, and I think where the value is going to be in I could see an uptick in value in a couple of years. Yeah, I, and I think the value is going to be in those complete sets because regardless, I think there was I think there was one trout that was like an 80,000 print run. Great. But if you want a complete set, there's going to be less than 2,700 complete sets out there of, of the trout cards. And I think that's really where the value is going to lie um, two, three, five years from now. But jumping yeah, back I, to I, what our, our point of the of this podcast was, this kind of drove, especially the popularity around the Ben Baller cards. I think this is drove this is what drove Tops to do the Ben Baller Tops Chrome set. You agree? They with saw that? dollar signs everywhere. Yes. One hundred percent. And I think that Ben Baller, probably more so than any of the artists is is the blending of the two cultures he gets the the hype beast sneaker world the the supreme people who are like hey i want i want anything with ben baller's name on it ben baller did it and you have the the sports card people who especially like guys around our age we i'm 21 you're 22 right kevin (laughs) yeah add 20 to that uh we're in our late 30s early 40s and i think that we grew up on these insert cards that were really flashy like the 90s insert cards were were like really just cool looking visual cards and we weren't i wasn't concerned about print runs i was concerned about what's the coolest looking card and i think that's where ben baller's coming from obviously he he likes the idea that is He's aware of the limited quantity and, and, and the chase, but I think he's trying to put these flashy cards together. And yep. I think his cards actually, I have one of the Ben Baller Project 2020. And when you look at it, the cards are basically begging to be glossy. Yes. And so the fact that you have these like flat printer colors on the Project 2020, I think that was this natural, I'm sure Top saw that and said, which cards will translate best, not only in terms of popularity, but will translate best to the Chrome finish. And how can we how can we capitalize on this? They're at the end of the day trying to make money, and I think Ben Baller was the natural fit in just in terms of like popularity, reach, and just the look of the card, the aesthetic. Well, and I think you're exactly right. Like going back to our youth, like my my heyday was like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, and it was it was more baseball than basketball. But I mean, go back and and, and look up on eBay or, or anywhere else that like select certified gold cards um uh fleer emotion cards they were some of the cleanest coolest looking cards ever um and then they kind of died when 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 the um when the industry blew up and um we saw a million card print runs of of upper deck griffey um things started to come down and it kind of just uh fell apart and i think now we're, we're starting to get back there and i think that the like it or not, the, the Ben Baller uh, Tops Chrome is, is going to be one of those sets that, that gets us going again. Yeah, I think my, my the appeal of the Ben Baller card to me is the, the scarcity of it. I think that it was the, the fact that he produces like a, a cool looking product, but also just the fact that not everyone's going to have this. And I, th- I think that drives a lot of the card market is, is scarcity. So the scarcity in and of itself is attractive. The fact that tops made this limited, I think the print run people were estimating, what is it like a 9,000 boxes, something like I think that. It was around 9,000 boxes. Yeah. And, it, what, and 96 I think that's, that's one of the appeals is. Yeah. yeah. I, and what's the set? 200 cards. 200 cards. Supposedly I haven't seen a, I haven't seen an yeah. actual set yet, but if it matches tops Chrome, it'll be 200 cards. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think that's one of the, the appeals of the product is, is the scarcity because we, people our age also are afraid that 
especially people who are viewing it from an investor standpoint, like, is this going to be like it was in the late nineties when cards really, the card market died entirely and people really lost interest in it. So I think Tops is having to toe the line because obviously they would love to put Ben Baller cards in everyone's hand and to have everyone to be able to buy this Tops Chrome Ben Baller. But at the same time, they have to, they have to be aware that they cannot flood the market because they will like get too much of a good thing. And I'm sure that's a difficult balance for them that they see these articles in Forbes, they see the articles on ESPN and they see the popularity of Ben Baller and they're like, we could sell so much of this, but at the same time they have to temp, they have to temper themselves and, and not put the product in everyone's hands. But I do feel bad for people who wanted the product and didn't get it. it. Yeah. But, but, but you're exactly right. I mean, Tops isn't new at this. They've been through the whole flooding of the market back in the, in the eighties and nineties. Um, I think they're going to play it a little smarter. They're going to wait five, six years before they actually start to, to flood stuff and, and, and build up that, that demand. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if these kind of cards are flooding the market in five years. Um, but I think that they're, they're playing it a little smarter this time to, to build up that demand. So let's, let's talk about I watched the, set. The, the video I've, I've, yeah. So I watched the video. I don't know if you saw the video of him opening the product. Did you see that? Yes. So there's a YouTube video out there. You can search it. It's on his channel. Ben he doesn't Ballers. post a YouTube a lot, but he posted a video, Ben Baller, sorry. He posted a video of himself opening the box. Uh, my initial impression, I'm going to share what's in a second, but what's, what was your initial impression just looking at the product? I thought it looked awesome. Like it, it looked better than I thought it was going to, because the only thing I had seen was the, uh, the, um, the stills on, on like cardboard connection and stuff like that. And I mean, every card looks the same almost because it, it's backlit. I mean, tops, uh, base set versus Chrome, everything looks the same. Cause it's a, it's a picture of a card on a computer that's backlit and everything else, but watching him open them, they look pretty cool. And there was a ton of color. Yeah, I think he hit, he hit seven. It sounds like there'll be about five to seven different variations per box. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually wanted them to to push it a little further in terms of just the the glossiness and the sheen. Like the the cards themselves, aside from the border, is pretty simple. the The image itself, I just I guess I wanted it to pop more. I was expecting it to be much more in line with his 2020 stuff, but I'm sure they had to to toe the line because. They, they want people to still purchase the 2020, but I, I guess I wanted it to be a little flashier. Well, and I think that the, the 2020, he can do whatever he wants on those. Whereas the, the tops Chrome, it has to still fit into that tops Chrome design. Um, my favorite cards out of the sets. I actually hate like the, the Ben Baller insert set. That's like die cut. I think those look terrible. My favorite set is the, he was so stoked on those though. Did you, I, that's cause it's, yeah, those look really his, cool. His insert set. The best looking ones are hands down. What are those? If you haven't seen them, if you haven't seen them, it's almost like we're. I'm talking about the insert set here, the die cuts. It's almost like he's like, "All right, tops, I want to make something that looks like an egg." And they're like, "Well, you can do an egg, but it has to have a spaceship component." He's like, "All right, I'll make an egg spaceship." And they're like, "And we want it to to have an X (laughs) in it." They're like, "All right, got it." And he's like, "But can I put diamonds?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." And so it's yeah, no, they look terrible. But I'm sure they're going to sell for a ton because especially oh, yeah. like he hypes them up. He, yep. Yep. yep so yep. In, in terms of just the, the qual the, the card as well, I think these, these remind me of not, not necessarily visually, but 
as far as like a scarce variation of tops the or tops chrome reminds me of sapphire what do you think just ultimately and not to get into to value or investment too much but what do you think let's let's pick luis robert what's going to be more of the chase two years from now let's say his career continues on the trajectory like a, a tatis or i don't know any of these hyped prospects which car do you think people are going to want more are they going to want the sapphire or are they going to want this ben baller I would say, well, so here's what I go back to. There's, um, I'm a big Acuna fan. I collect a lot of Acuna. Um, I have a ton of graded Acuna. The base um, uh, tops update rookie of Acuna, PSA 10, it's worth, call it 200 to $250 right now. Um, and there's thousands of PSA 10s. I have a Diamond Icons, Ronald Acuna, numbered to 25, signed in red ink, and it's a, it's a Beckett 9.5, and value around that is around 600. So you have a card that there's thousands of, of PSA 10s, and then you have another card that is an autographed at a 25, and the price difference is not that much. So I would honestly go Sapphire, like, I think there's going to be there's going there's more sapphire. I think it's easily easily more attainable, um, but I don't, I don't think the rarity necessary. I think the rarity makes it tougher f- for people to want it and get it, and so they want something that's easier to find for sure. And they'll spend more money around that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think also just the I think the brand reputation, or at least like the product reputation, is is key with stuff like that too. I think the fact that there there's a market already for Sapphire, it's been around for at least, I don't know, I think I know there was 2016, there might've been 2015, but let's say at least it's been around for five, six years. Yep. So you have a demand in place. That being said, I do think that there, are, like what tops, tops Sapphire does not do is transcend the card culture. And I don't know if Ben Baller or Steve Aoki are going to be ripping top sapphire but they probably will be i mean obviously ben baller is going to be ripping the the ben baller so the product itself is going to perhaps have more exposure outside of the card market which to me i think may not necessarily tip the scale but at least i I wouldn't be surprised if a i know a luis robert just sold for like 600 bucks on ebay i wouldn't be surprised if that price comes down but if it stays around the same of a of sapphire at least the the base yeah and i think that um if we look three, four or five years into the future, um, which one's going to be worth more? I think that a large part of that depends on, on if top keeps up the, the Ben Baller sets or different artist sets. Um, if they do, I, I hands down think that the, the Ben Baller will be the more attractive one because it's the first year of Ben Baller. It's the first year of Luis Robert or Robert or Robert or however you say his name. I like the way you said it. Roberto. Roberto, Roberto Clemente. <laughs> Um, so it, it, it all depends on what is, is Ben Baller tops Chrome going to be a forgotten set in five years, or is it going to be the first set of something that, that has changed the industry? Um, it's a crapshoot at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, just based off the, the look of, of the card, I think Sapphire is a more attractive card. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the, variations of 
the like a, a Luis, I don't know, red from Ben Baller versus Sapphire red or orange. That's where I think things will even out. But maybe on the base level, I just I think a, a Sapphire base card is just visually going to be more attractive. So I feel like I, I really went back and forth. I don't really have an answer. If it was up to me <laughs> and someone was offering me, hey, you can ha- you can have a Sapphire of Luis Robert or you can have a Ben Baller of Luis Robert, I would take the Sapphire. When they haven't, just because I, mean, I, I think the card's better looking. And the Sapphire that's come out this year was the Bowman. It's not even the true tops. Um, uh, uh, set so it's it's not his true rookie card in a sense so it'll be interesting to see when they come out with the the tops chrome sapphire if it's going to like the what the print run is if it's going to be comparable to uh um the ben baller set or if it's going to be i i believe in the past it's it's typically been more um there's been more boxes out there um but from a price point standpoint i think it'll probably be about the same yeah, I think Sapphire, just to, to kind of put a bow on the Sapphire part of the conversation too, is I think one of the things that'll be interesting is Sapphire with the autos, um, they, they're they more plentiful. So if there's a Luis Robert uh, auto, um, then I would say that actually might end up being more valuable than a Sapphire because of the scarcity. The, the fact that I think it's the print or the, the odds of getting an auto in Ben Baller is like, is it one in four boxes? No, Whereas I think it was Sapphire like, traditionally has been. I think it was like. Go ahead. I think it was way, uh, way less Harder of a chance. That? Yeah, I can't remember, but I, I remember I worked the math, and it was. Uh, I think it was like one in sixteen boxes. Oh, perfect! So yeah, we're all getting one. No, so it, I, that's that's the other component to it is I think the the higher end stuff like the autographs might actually end up having more value in baller because of just the scarcity yep. if sapphire is doing what it typically does which is one per box and i want to see, i want to see the autographs odds. in the ben baller set i don't think they've they've shown much yet but it's, uh, there's an but, altuve out which is which is i'm i'm sure uh given ben baller's loathing for the astros the <laughs> fact that the first auto that ended up on ebay was a, an altuve did you see what the altuve sold for no yes i know um, it had like 15 bits, something like that. I'm going to go uh, just south of $1,000. $310, which oh, is quite that's... a bit south, but for an Altuve, given yeah, I, I, the I was fact thinking that like, Altuve like is not popular. Seven, 800 so interesting. Was Is it done in like silver ink or gold ink or anything like that to fit the... No, nothing like that, but it's it has like, and I, I don't... I don't know if this is how they're all going to look. It was on card, which is obviously good. And it, uh, it had like a refractor like finish on it. So it wasn't just like a regular base auto. And the fact that it wasn't a rookie pitcher from the Blue Jays, which yes. is typically what Topps Chrome would do, is nice. It wasn't yes. a TJ Zook or <laughs> Baruki or whatever. They're, like They love Blue Jays pitchers. So, okay, back to the, the, the question we mentioned in the beginning. What are you going to do with your box? So they look to be around $700 on eBay right now. Yep. You spent 250 plus shipping. What's, what's your plan? Yeah. So when they first came out, they, they started around seven, seven fifty. They went up to around a thousand dollars and now they've dropped back down again. I'm really going to wait and see to see what happens with, uh, um, once the boxes are in hand, what happens to those price points? Um, for me, it, it's kind of that that three to four x. If I can get three to four times my money, I'm I'm a fan of selling it. If it's anything less than that, 
um, uh, I, I almost have to rip at that point. Just uh, with the with the first Luis Robert going for six hundred plus dollars, um, it and I think from the math that I figured out, there's about a forty three percent chance that you that you would pull a, a, a Robert. Um, I'm happy taking those chances. Now, granted, um, it's probably not going to sell again for $600 because the market will have plenty of them out there. But at the same time, if, if it sells for 300 and, uh, and I still have 95 other cards in the box, so be it. I can make my money back. Yeah. My, so I am a collector first and investor second. And I know this is a topic for a different episode, but I think that, the market or just the, the card, the hobby has, has shifted so much to the investment side of things like investor first collector second. Um, I'm an investor to a certain extent, but really I only invest so I can flip to get more cards. And my, my goal has been to, to make my hobby like self-sustaining. So uh, this year, I, I think a majority of the cards I've bought and the products I've bought have been with money from cards that I've sold. And it makes my wife happier for sure when I do that. So I think, I think that any, any, any time I'm viewing something as an investment, it's more like, okay, can I sell this product to get something I want? And all that to say though, um, with basketball, I've, I've, I, as you know, I buy a lot of wax and hold it. And with basketball, it's the, the product has been pointless for me to hold because like I, I had a blaster of prism that I bought for 20 bucks back in January that I sold the other day for over $200, which is so pointless. Like there, there's, you'd have to hit something crazy. just crazy, crazy. To, to, to make that worth holding on to. Um, the basketball market has just gotten silly. And to be honest, it's not super fun for me anymore, or at least right now. Whereas baseball, I still, I still, I, I'm a baseball fan and I, I love watching baseball. I'm very much into baseball. And so for me, like I, I will, I'm going to rip this pretty much no matter what. I, I think that first of all, um, the, the amount of people who entered the lottery for the sole purpose of flipping it. Not that I judge those. I guess I do judge those people. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <Alpha. laughs> I know. No, no. I, I, I think that the hobby is a hobby first and that's, that's how I view it. And so I think it'll be a fun rip. And I think just, just, I really enjoy the blending of culture and sports cards, particularly pop culture. And I think it's fun that a guy like Ben Baller who clearly is a huge Dodger fan and, and really likes baseball. And he's also a creative artist. Like, I think that's a fun combination and I want to be able to enjoy those cards. That being said, will I sell some of the cards? Absolutely. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to win the finest flashbacks lottery, which is probably my favorite product in a long time. I just absolutely love that. I got two boxes of that and they were $55 each. And now they're, I don't know, $500 plus. I, I still yeah. have an unopened box. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to rip that box as well at some point. So see that, that's I, my problem I know too. like, I like, I, I, I'm more of the investor and then collector. Like I'll, I want to sell 95% of what I own. Um, and then focus on, on a very small, like curated PC for myself. Um, so when I, I, I also got the, the tops, uh, finest flashbacks, I got two boxes they were selling at the time for, I think like 300, 350 bucks. And I could not wait to get them in my hands so I could sell them and pocket that money. I got them and, and you totally the temptation them. was too strong <laughs> and I ripped them both and I probably shouldn't have. 
Now, granted, no. I've taken probably a dozen of those cards. I sent them off to PSA. Um, I'll get them back. I'll sell them, and I'll probably make about what I can make on the boxes. Um, but at the same time, like oh, for the, sure. the the urge to uh, urge to rip was just too strong. Um, I I blame COVID and uh, and not getting out enough um, for that. But uh, for sure, yeah, my my collector side definitely takes over at times. Yeah, and and I think for me, I I'm an A's collector. I doubt there's going to be any big A's hits, but I also like prospecting, and I like taking a card like a Luis Robert card, card getting it graded and holding it. And uh, I ultimately want to do what you were able to do recently, which is flip a bunch of these modern cards for a really cool vintage card. You you can talk about what you were able to do, but that that's for me at this point. I the only investment I want to do is to be able to to get some of these more rare or scarce cards to add to my collection and hopefully give to my kids someday. I don't know why I said, hopefully like they would maybe reject <laughs> it or I would change my mind or bury it with me or whatever, but <laughs> take your cardboard. <laughs> but I, I think that I think I will open it. I will get a bunch of it graded to, to flip it, to, to reinvest in what, what I'm, I'm trying to do. And if I got an Altuve though, I would sell that. I might rip it. Just rip yeah. it in half. <laughs> like literal rip it. Yeah. Live, okay, live so on verdict, camera. your verdict is your verdict is the jury is out. You're gonna wait until you get it in hand. I, I will be looking at values. Um if it's if it stays three to four times what, what I paid, I will probably sell it unless I'm Jones to rip something at that point. Perfect. And, and I will be ripping no matter what, and you can hold me to that. I will rip live on on one of our one of these accounts that we we manage now now you have a stash you have a stash of of wax to rip at the end of the year are you going to save it for the end of the year are you going to rip it when you get it good question so i've been buying my wife actually has helped me with my stash as far back as december just buying blasters some hobby boxes i have probably the best thing in there right now is finest flashbacks box but i have a Bowman hobby box. I have a bunch of Bowman first edition packs. I had a bunch of basketball that I sold. Um, but yeah, I have a, a huge stash as well as West shore cards. Follow him on Instagram. And my plan is actually, I'm going to, I'm going to rip the baller. I'm not going to put it in the stash. I already have a, if I had two boxes of baller, I would put one in the stash, but I'm going to rip it just to, to hopefully get it graded pretty quickly um, yep. and sell some of it. But before next season, yeah, my, Right. So my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> by, by, by getting it graded quickly, I mean having it back in six months for the next baseball yes. season. So yeah, I'm not going to put it in the stash, but we'll, we'll have to do another stash ripping episode because I'm pretty excited for my stash. No doubt. No doubt. So if you were lucky enough to get a, a box of Ben Baller, tell us what you're going to do. Um, you can hit us on Instagram, um, card culture, take out the use add V's, um, and uh yeah looking forward to hearing from you always cool kev i'm excited to talk about stuff if there's a topic that you want to hear us banter on about then uh throw that on our instagram as well let us know and we'd be happy to chat about it it'll be fun